you know, as a foster parent and a parent, I'm often asked, how is it that you seem to bring kids into your environment and get along with them? It's communication. You have to talk to the kids every day. And your biological kids, you have to talk and check on them every single day. People are molesting your kids because you're not talking to your kids every day. You're not making it so your kids can come to you and talk to you about anything. You can't be afraid to bring up certain subjects with your kids. I tell my son all the time, you're not allowed to go over there because I don't know those people. Yes, I have met your friend, but I don't know your friend's family. People just assume that people are going to always do the right thing. And that's just not the world we live in. But you have to make it so your kids can come to you and talk to you about anything. You can't, every time your kid mess up, you can't go yelling and screaming. You can't just always get in their face and tell them what they did wrong. Sometimes... And I remember I was, you know, telling this to one of my um, foster son's mother. Sometimes you have to take your kids, your child, by the hand, set them down, and just talk about how much you love them. And just talk about how much they mean to you. And just say, hey, you know what? Your, Your kid may be suicidal. I don't know. You know, and it's, the weird thing is, I, I asked my son, I said, you know, do you ever feel like killing yourself? And he was like, no, why would you ask me that? I said, I'm asking you that because I need to know. Because if you do, it's something we can talk about. And I'm here to tell you, especially if you're a biological parent, you have your own kids. If you have your own kids, and you have to take your kid to a therapist, you don't know what you're doing. You should be able to set that kid down, grab your kid by the hand, mom or dad, either one, son or daughter, hold them in your arms, love on them and kiss on them, and said, I'm your parent and I love you and we can talk about anything. And I mean any and everything. You have to make your that kid environment a free space where they can come to you and talk to you about anything. Recently, I was watching the news here in Richmond. And I'm sure many of you have seen the school, the um, not the school, but the graduation shooting. And... Of course, the streets are talking. 
Because we know if you want to find out something, listen to the streets. You can't always listen to the news. Sometimes you have to listen to the streets. And the streets are saying that that young man shot that the other young man because he believed that he had something to do with the death of his best friend. And I mean, like I said, this is what the streets are saying. I don't know if it's true or not. But what I'm saying to the young man that's now in jail for the shooting. I don't know how long ago it was that his so-called, you know, the best friend was, you know, murdered or whatever. But what I'm saying to the mother, his mother, did you talk to your son? Because your son had to be in pain to do something like that. And I'm not justifying him killing anybody or anything like that. But you have to talk to your kids. You have to talk to them every single day, especially when they're teens. You have to talk to them every single day. Every time me and my son get in the car together, I make it a therapy session. I recently had to um, pick something up that was 45 minutes from my home. So that was 45 minutes I had to take to go there, to get there, and another 45 minutes to come back. I was like, come on, ride with me. I need you to, you know, go pick something up. I really didn't need him to go with me to pick it up. But I used that time to talk to him. You know, especially in the black community, we have lost a sense of community. Back in the 70s, every parent on my street, every parent, if they saw anybody's kid out in the street doing something wrong, they came out of their house and they corrected that kid. But now we have lived, we've lost that sense of community to now, you're not even allowed to address something with somebody else's kid. That kid will cuss you out. And then they'll go and get their parent, their parent come back and cuss you out. But I guarantee you, that young man that's incarcerated now for killing those two people, I guarantee you his mother would wish he had lived on the street where somebody or an adult male or somebody could have talked to him. We have to do better. And it all starts at home with your kids. And I say to you, why are teens walking around with guns? I told my son, I said, listen, if you're at somebody's home and they pull out a gun, you have to get up and leave. You can't even touch that gun. Forget all that. Oh, um, you know what I'm saying? You scared. Man, we ain't doing nothing. Get up and leave. I said, because anything could go down. And if you touch that gun, and somebody accidentally shoot somebody in that home or something like that, how do you know they're not going to say, well, he did it? Your fingerprints on the gun. If someone pulls out a gun, you need to get up and leave. You have to talk to your kids. My son recently started working. Listen, come here, let me talk to you. Don't go down there and put your hands on nothing. 
We have money. I buy you whatever you need. I don't buy him all his wants. I buy him all his needs. And you don't go in there and steal anything. If somebody is working there with you and they say, hey, today we're going to um, get, I'm a so-and-so working the register. We're going to just do this one time. I said, do not do it. I said, you're going to jail. And if you go to jail, I'm going to come get you. But I'm going to let you sit down there and, and wait a couple of days before I come get you. Because I want you to really know the feeling. I have to talk to him about, you know, his friends that may smoke marijuana. You're, you can't have them in the car. That may be the day that the cops stop you and say, I smell marijuana. Just when he pulls the car over, he smells marijuana. He has the right to search the car. Your friend drops something on the floor. He said, oh, that ain't mine. That's his. And all this crap about snitching. How many times have we watched 48 Hours when they get them guys down there? They go to telling on everybody. There's no honor among thieves. But I still say to you, you have to talk to your kids every single day. You have to talk to your kids. You have to love on them. You have to love on your kids harder than anybody would ever have ever loved on them before. You can't allow somebody in the streets be able to reach your child better than you can. You know, I recently fostered a Latino kid. And you know, I don't speak Spanish. But he had befriended a young lady that does speak Spanish at the school. And her father speaks English and Spanish, but the mom doesn't speak Spanish, uh, doesn't speak English at all. But because they have a sense of community, let me tell you, they started fostering, they started coming to my home and picking him up and spending time with him better than I could. Because they have a sense of community. They take care of their families. Why don't we see Latino kids in the streets robbing and killing and doing all of those things even when they come to the US? Because they have a sense of, they, they protect each other. That's why they can live. They can buy a single family home and have, you know, three family members in there. Grandmama, granddaddy, cousin, aunt, uncles, everybody can live in the house and they all get along. We used to could do that. Now what do we do? We'll go buy a four bedroom home and live in it by ourselves. And won't even allow any of our family members who's struggling to come and stay with us. We have lost our sense of community. We have. That blanket that we used to have back in the 70s and the early 80s, where we would protect all the kids in the neighborhood, we don't have that anymore. Somebody in the streets should not be able to talk to your kids better than you can. 
If you're taking your kid to see a therapist, you have a bigger problem than you can imagine because you should be the therapist. And I'm telling you, it has to start with you letting your kid know that you love them. You, I don't care if you, dad, you should be able to grab your son by him by his hands and hold his, that, that nurture, that nurturing piece has to be there. You have to, you know what I'm saying? You got to sit on the couch and you got to put your arm around your son. And said, what's going on? I, I Don't you know I love you? There's nothing we can't talk about. But you can't, you can't wait until he's 17 to do it. This is something you have to start the minute that they come out of the womb. You have to be a great parent the minute. I, let me tell you something. The other day, I was on my job. And real talk, a dude came through and he had a, you know, he was smoking marijuana in the car. He had his daughter in the back seat and she looked like she might have been maybe about maybe 11. And I thought to myself, so you're telling her it's okay to smoke weed. You're telling her it's okay to get high. Don't you know that's what you're telling your kid? If you're smoking marijuana, you have your kid in the car with you. That's abuse. That's child neglect. You can't do whatever you want in front of your kids. You can't. You can't do what you do. It can't be a do as I say, not as I do type of situation. You can't. Kids are watching you every single day. And I still, I'm I'm constantly telling people, watch what you post online. If you, you know, are liking pictures where people, oh, look at this person, they so ugly. And you comment, oh, they're the ugliest person I've ever seen. And your kid is on your Facebook? Are you not teaching your kid to be a bully? Please talk to your kids. There are certain things that my son bring to me and inside I am blowing up. I'm going off. I'm like, what the hell? I can't believe this shit. But I can't react in the way I want to react. A lot of times I have to remain calm. That's not saying I don't get upset. That's not saying there are times that I have not, you know, blown up. But for the most part, I have to remain calm. And I have to talk to him. And I have to give him the pros and cons of why he should and should not do something. Mom and dad, listen. This is what I had to tell my son. If that girl that you're liking right now says that it's you and her and that's it she ain't talking to nobody else cool i said but if a dude come up to you and he says to you don't do that's my girl i said you have to stop talking to her i said because that means she's talking to you 
and she's talking to him. I said, forget what she's saying or I ain't talking to him no more. I said, she's talking to him and she's talking to you. And I said, how many times have we seen a dude will come back and kill another dude over something a girl has said? And I told him, I said, guess what? That dude will come and kill you. You're in the grave. He's going to sit in jail for the next 30 to 40 years. And she's going to be out here doing the same thing to other dudes. I said, it's not worth it. I said, trust me, the pain you may feel for somebody that you're liking, that you think is love or whatever, you will get over that. But you will never get your life back. Let it go. It's not worth it. And I'm constantly talking to him about the relationship. I'm constantly talking to make sure there's no abuse coming from his side or her side or whatever. You have to stay in your kid's life. They're, they're kids. That's why we call them kids. They're not grown. Don't you know kids lack the ability to reason? That's why it's so easy for someone that shouldn't have a gun to pick up a gun and do something stupid. Let me tell you what I did. Real talk. The first time I purchased the gun. And I had to be in my late 30s. I was riding around and I had the gun in the car with me. Real talk, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what actually happened. It was around 1 a.m. and a car had um, kind of like swerved in front of me and cut me off. And it was, I don't know if they were a couple, but it was a, a man and a woman. They looked over at me, they mean mugged me, and I mean mugged them back. And the first thing I did was I picked up my gun to show them that I had a gun. And you know, of course they pulled off and then I pulled off. And I thought to myself, because I have the, you know, the ability to reason, well damn, how dumb was that? That was really, really dumb. What the hell was I thinking? This is why you should not just be carrying a gun randomly just for no apparent reason. I took that gun home. And I locked that gun up in my um, bedroom closet. And I really hadn't had any reason to pull that gun out since. But can you imagine if you are a 16, 17 year old kid with a gun and you don't have the God given sense to reason? You can't think past a minute. You live in the moment. This is why we have kids out here killing each other because simple arguments they don't know how to walk away from. They can't walk away from a simple argument. The worst thing you could ever tell your kid is if somebody hit them, hit them back. Handle yours. Especially in the black community. So many times we have taught our young men how to bring the fire. We never teach them to try to put it out first. 
And that's what we, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're lacking. Simple conflict. Our kids can't walk away from. A couple of years ago, I was watching a young lady that had stabbed another young girl in high school because of, you know, she was liking her boyfriend. Mom and dad didn't have a, cons- a you know, a, to sit your young lady down and say, hey, listen, you're going to get over him. Do you know how many dudes you're going to like over your lifetime? Tons. It's not worth it. The young, now the young lady you stab is dead and you're sitting in jail for the rest of you for, you know, a great part of your life. We have to learn to talk to our kids. If you don't want them locked up, if you don't want them in the grave, because like I said, that young man that killed the guy, his father and him at, and his, you know, his, the young man at the um, high school graduation. I guarantee you his mother is now down at the jail and she's asking all the right questions now. And the worst thing you can say to your kid is, why didn't you come and talk to me? Why didn't I come and talk to you? Because I'm a kid. You should be talking to me. You should be asking me all of the questions. You should be sitting me down every day and finding out what's going on. If your kid is getting in trouble at school, get off your ass and go up to the school and find out what's going on. If it's consistent, a couple of days, just show up at the school. Get with the principal and be like, hey, he's having an issue with this teacher. Maybe a couple of days a week. Go sit in the classroom. You know you, as a parent, you are allowed to do that. You're allowed to go to the school and sit in the classroom. Because I'm here to tell you, if you don't take control of your kid, the streets and the court system will. I'm telling you, we have reached the point that we're going to have to start locking parents up for not taking control of their kids. It should not be 1 a.m., and you don't know where your 14-year-old is. It shouldn't be 2 a.m. and you're in the bed knocked out sleeping good and your daughter is not at home and she's 15. You shouldn't get off from work and your kids are not at home and you don't know where they are. You have to establish that before you go to work. Hey, when I get off from work, where are you gonna be? Oh, you're going to be over so-and-so's house? Okay, when I call over there, you better be there. If I drive over there, you better be there. Turn the location on your kid's phone. If you have an iPhone and your that kid's location is not turned on on your phone, I don't know what's going on with you because I keep it turned on. And I told my son, if you turn it off, you're going on restriction and I'm taking the phone. He has a card. No, you just can't go outside and get in that car and go anywhere. 
you just can't be like, oh, I'm gone. I'll be here. I'll be, you know, I'll be back later on the day. Where are you going? No, 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 no. You're not grown. I need to know where you are all the time, every day, 24-7. People, please, please, please start talking to your kids. It's nothing more important than your kids. Nothing. If I'm on my job and my son called me, I can't begin to tell you how many times that butthead and locked himself out the house. And I live 20, 25 minutes from my job. I gotta go, my son lock himself out the house. And we live in somewhat, not, you know, not too far from the city, but it's somewhat rural. So if he needs me, I'm there. I don't care what it is. I stop. I would, you know what I'm saying? What do you need? I'm never too busy. Nothing is more important. If you're dating someone and they're taking you from your kids, you shouldn't be dating that person. That person be like, no, go ahead and, you know, handle what's going on with your kid or whatever. Find out what's going on. Talk to him. We got to do better. We got to do better with these kids. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, that was a bit of a vent podcast. But like I said, you know, (laughs) I'm not the best podcaster. Oh, and guess what? I'm starting a clothing line. Um, You know, trying to sell some clothes online only because I have... Um, just the other day, a young man who you, used to live in my home, you know, needed me and needed, you know, some financial help or whatever. And I, you know, I'm not rich. But when you have fostered, you know, 25 plus young men and they don't have any family, they don't have anybody that they can, you know, go to when they need something. They're going to come to, and, you know, go to the person that has shown them some love. And fortunately for them, that person is me. And even though, you know, I have you know, a couple of this incarcerated, they don't have anybody to send them any money or anything like that. I don't do it all the time because I told them I'm not going to do it all the time. But I do it sometimes because everybody needs to know that there's somebody that cares about them. Everybody. And so, you know, I'm, like I said, now, I, that's one thing I can do. I, I can sew. I definitely can do that. But, you know, you know, um, the name of my clothing brand will be um, Gamora. Um, and if, you know, I got the name from Sodom and Gomorrah from the Bible. And I thought about, you know, what they did and, you know, how the city was destroyed and all of that. And... That's why I came up with the name Gamora, because I just, you know, I think about the kids and how, you know, there's nobody out there for them. There's nobody that's, you know, advocating for the kids. You know, my, you know, I have a lot of friends that are doing foster care and it's a young man that's living with one of my good friends right now. His mom is in his life. He's 14. He's just failed the eighth grade. 
So he's going to have to repeat the eighth grade again. And mom is like, you know, no big deal. When she should be his biggest advocate. So, you know, um, I'm trying to get my website together. But, um, you know, just check it out. It's some pretty, pretty nice pieces. You know, they'll be one of a kind pieces. Um, but, yeah, like I said, check me out. Y'all, I'm the urban foster dad. And to always foster from a place of love, understanding, and kindness. You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad Podcast. All of our content will be true, raw, and uncut. Please ask questions, leave a comment, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.